about your psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. Hi everyone, this is Neil Pruitt from Neil Pruitt's Secrets of WCW Nitro. You may have heard this voice before, the New World Order. I was the producer and the voice for the New World Order. You're listening to the Wrestling Basement Podcast. This podcast has not been sanctioned by the New World Order. Hey everyone, this is Guy Evans, author of Nitro, The Incredible Rise and Inevitable Collapse of Ted Turner's WCW, and you are listening to the Wrestling Basement Podcast. Brand new episode of the Wrestling Basement Podcast here on the Cruise Control Podcast Network. As always, I'm joined by a good good friend of mine, Graham Matthews, from both Bleacher Report and Fan Sighted Daily DDT. Graham, my man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself? It's been a while. Doing good, man. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been, been a like minute. Fun. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a long while. A uh, bunch of shows and pay-per-views have happened. I think the last one we did was um, The Rock, and he joined the corporation and stuff like that. I think that was prior to Survivor Series. So mm-hmm. it's been a while. I apologize. You know, we, we've been all over the place and vacations here and there, so we are back and are going to try to you know, get back on the, on, on the ball rolling more. With the two out of three falls podcast on, on, on a weekly basis. So I apologize for that. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Randy J. Cruz, R E N D Y, the letter J C R U Z. And you can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now on YouTube. Go ahead, download, rate, uh, subscribe, show some love and support. If you're a fan of the show and you like this nice wrestling basement t shirt, go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Dot com. So, Graham, go pick out that holiday T-shirt for the holiday season. That's right. That's right. So hopefully they'll do some little 20 percent off a little. discount. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I got you here for the topic today, which is a match that took place at WrestleMania. Yep. That should have been the main event. So long story short, I go on Twitter earlier this week and I put the tweet out. Name a match. That took place at WrestleMania, but should have been should have been the main event. Mm-hmm. And a shitload of answers came my way, which which is great. You know, I I, I enjoy the engagement. And there's a, a good 10, 11, 12 uh, responses that that came out the most. Um, why I asked that question, I don't know. I just felt like I, w- I wanted to get their their opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, There've been 36 WrestleManias, so there's been 36 
main events. And I, don't, <laughs> I would say a little over half. You would say, well, that should have been a main event. Some are questionable. Some they just wanted to cater to a different audience and stuff like that, we, which we understand. But um, and this is why I have you want to get your your feedback, your thoughts, your opinions on. Do you agree with what the Twitter universe told me about what should have been a main event? Mm-hmm. At a but to real quick, do you feel like that's a very interesting question to ask most wrestling fans? 100% because I feel like there's a lot of, um, I mean, maybe not topics that we've discussed personally, but I know I, I've written articles on, on multiple, multiple times, unlike mm-hmm. people who should have made events at WrestleMania or matches that almost happened. I feel like those topics have been done to death, but I don't think it's often discussed. And I mean, it's obviously been brought up before, but as far as you and I talking about it, I don't think we've ever discussed matches that should have main evented a certain mania over others. We've discussed people who should have main evented mania. Most underrated matches is like the most popular topic. You'll see every WrestleMania season and that's all well and good, but I don't think we've ever really gotten into and delved deeper into the fact that some of these matches that were on the undercard probably should have main evented mania that year. So I do think it's a great topic of discussion and a great way to kind of get fans engaged, like you said, through Twitter and stuff like that. So before we get started, I, I want to you know lay out the premise that real quick, if we if I could name every main event that took place at WrestleMania, and then we're gonna dissect whether we're cool with that or lay out these ten eleven that you feel like that should have made event. So I think main event. That's a good way to start. I say I would say. So uh, WrestleMania one was the the tag match with. Um, the Hogan, Hogan Piper, and Mr. T, Piper, and Orndorff. Yeah. WrestleMania 2 was Hogan and um, not Bam Bam, King Kong Bundy in the cage no. match. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hogan Sorry, got you beat, and we're only on WrestleMania 2. Hogan RJ3, Ma- uh, Macho, DBIC 4. Yeah. Macho, Hogan 5, Hogan Warrior 6, Hogan Slaughter 7. Yep. I got a couple of responses for WrestleMania 7. I'm going to talk about that one. Hogan and WrestleMania 8, I mean, is yes. going to be a popular one. It better be. We'll discuss that. Hogan Sid 8, Brett Yoko 9, yeah. Brett Yoko 10. So, yeah, Brett Yoko 9. Some people would technically say with an asterisk, Hogan Yoko, because Hogan mm-hmm. and Yoko was the last match on the show. Just okay. worth noting, but... By my standards, Hart and Yoko was the main event of that show. So anyway, that's like a money in the bank cash and type of thing. But go ahead. I got a quick sidebar. I just noticed you have a Kevin Owens shirt and a Kevin Owens Santa hat. I did that by design because it depends on when the show goes up. But <laughs> December 11th is the six-year anniversary from when he debuted in NXT. And I have the Santa hat. I have the shirts. So I'm like, fuck it. We'll just we'll just go with it. And he's on SmackDown tonight. So it's the perfect oh, nice. storm. Uh, I, love, I love the holiday season. I have like six Santa hats. So. WrestleMania 11, uh, Bam Bam and Lawrence Taylor. My favorite from here in Connecticut, of course. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> it's 12, Brett Sean 12, Taker Sid 13, Austin Michaels 14, Rock Austin 15, The Fatal Four Way at 16, Hunter McFoley, Big Show and The Rock 17, Rock and Austin 18 was. Hunter and Triple Jericho. Jericho, yeah. 19, Angle and Brock. 20 was the triple threat with Benoit, Hunter, and Shaw. 21. Sean, yep. Was Triple H and Batista. And Batista. 22 was Cena and Triple H. 23 was Cena and, and Shaw. 24 was Edge and Taker. 25. Yep. 
Orton Hunter. Yep. <sighs> 26, Sean Taker. 27, The Miz and Cena. <laughs> 28, The Rock and Cena. 29, Rock Cena. 30, Daniel Bryan, Orton, Batista, 31, uh, Roman and Brock, 32, yeah. Roman. But with and Seth, Hunter. technically, but yeah. With Seth. Uh, 32 was uh, Roman and Hunter, 33. Don't tell me, don't tell me. Uh, Taker and Roman. Yep. 34 was Brock and Roman. Mm-hmm. 35 was... Uh, Fucking up, uh, Ronda <laughs> and Becky. Yeah, and yeah. Thirty-six was well, two, two technically. Two, Go- Goldberg and um, Jesus Christ. Okay, no, Drew and Brock, right? Yeah, that was night two. Goldberg and Braun Strowman. <sighs> Man, you made it this far, and you only got one wrong. <laughs> that did not mean that night one. Yeah, that wasn't it. Okay, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh, the AJ and, and, and Taker, right? Boneyard match, yeah. Boneyard match. All right. Yeah. But thank God wasn't Goldberg and Brock. <laughs> Goldberg's going to meet him the next year against Roman Reigns. You better get ready for that. That's right. I mean, Stink's back in AEW, so why not bring Goldberg back, right? Hey, bring back all the fucking WCW bring, guys. Bring back bring DDP and back. put the fucking Impact World title on him or something. I don't know. Bring, bring them all back. So, <laughs> the majority of the responses that I got. We'll begin, I guess, with the earliest ones. So I got a lot of. I got Macho Flair from WrestleMania 8. People tell me that should have been a main event at WrestleMania. That's like the first example that comes to my mind. Because I just, uh, when I watch back, 8 and 8 is a good show. Hogan and Justice, it said Justice had absolutely no business being the main event of that fucking show. There was nothing on the line. It was just, I don't know. It just, it was not a good mix. And it ended in a fucking DQ. And then you had the Warrior return afterwards. So I guess that's maybe why they ended the show with it. But there is zero doubt in my mind. They were trying to play up the shit like, oh, Flair and Savage is a co main event. It wasn't a fucking co main event. There was only one main event on every WrestleMania, unless it's two nights. That was it. That was the main event, was Hogan and Justice. So I think if we're making, we're not even, we're not listing or ranking it because it kind of gets confusing. But if I had to, that would probably be number one. I mean, right off the back, I think the story is that it it was supposed to be Hogan Flair, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think they, they 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 did a couple house shows and trying to test the waters of the reaction. And they didn't get what they were looking for for whatever reason, and they 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 switched it. That's why they put Macho with Flair and they put Sid with with Hogan. Why Sid? I don't I don't know, but. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Macho, I mean, looking back at it in hindsight, Macho and Flair did have the best match along with Brett and Piper for the IC title. Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, again, I, this 92 Hogan, like, they would need to see more Hogan main events. No, especially with Sid. <laughs> and yeah. again, that's the biggest, that's one of the biggest what ifs. What if Hogan and Flair main events here at WrestleMania? How would the match have gone? Like, would it have been exciting? Probably not, but I think they felt it, Flair. It could have been. I think it could have been. Yeah, they, they felt Flair could have had a will would have had a better match with Macho. I guess their styles are, are better together than, than, than Hogan. So um what else mm-hmm. we got here? So prior to that, Macho and the Warrior from WrestleMania seven, the, the one the main event from that was Hogan and Slaughter. 
So I agree with that. You can't always go with the, what the best match is in the main event. I mean, typically that would that should be the case. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to say, oh, I can understand why that was the main event because you always end with the championship match usually, except for the next fucking year when they ended with Hogan and Justice for absolutely no reason. So yeah. I can't even use that logic. Um, yeah, Hogan and Slaughter. I mean, they were they were telling a great story at that time with you know Slaughter being the Iraqi sympathizer. I think we did a whole show on this earlier this year mm-hmm. on the anniversary of the show. Um, I can see why a main event that it was far from one of the worst WrestleMania main events they ever did. I think absolutely Warrior and Savage was the better slash best match on the show. Um, I can understand why they did that last though, so I'm not like. Oh, that was so dumb why they didn't close the show. It's not the same thing as I, we're going to get to it later on, but WrestleMania 18, it's a very similar situation where you go on last with the title match, but it's not as good as the other grudge match. That was being, you know, that one being Rock and Hogan, which we'll get to. This one being Savage and uh, Warrior, which I think was an amazing match. Savage's final match, retirement match. He didn't actually retire, obviously. Um, but, you know, you want to close the show maybe with the Miss Elizabeth angle. I think that would have been incredible. I get why it was in the main event. Did Hogan, like you said, need another main event by that point? No, he didn't. Um, but I can understand why they did that. I would put that probably towards the bottom of the list, but I understand why they did it. Yeah, plus, you know, they they tried to you know, tell the story of what was going on in real life. Exactly. Yeah. So I, get it. so I I get it. But like from a wrestling standpoint, would you have that or the retire a retirement match between two of the biggest stars from the eighties and nineties warrior and macho. So, um, I mean, again, in hindsight, it was the best match. I, I don't, I don't recall off the top of my head, other matches at WrestleMania seven besides those two. Mm-hmm. But, I know they had like twenty matches on the whole fucking card, but I <laughs> that Macho Macho Warriors should, in hindsight, should have been the main event of that one. Um, WrestleMania ten, I got a few. Brett Owen Hart should have been the main event as opposed to Brett and and Yoko. Again, it's for the title. There's your two met three matches for the title. Yoko Luger and I think Yoko and uh, Yoko and Brett. So two matches for the title. Mm-hmm. But then Brett, Brett and Owen had the best match on the card. So do you do you feel like that could have been invented? No, I disagree with that because the Yokozuna thing was the big focal point of the show. He had two title defenses, one in the middle of the show and then one in the main event against Brett Hart. So do you do the two title matches before then and then Brett faces Owen in the main event and you make it like a title match? I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you go by that logic, Brett wins the championship on the undercard. And then he loses in the main event to Owen if we still have Owen win, which he should have. And then if it was a title match, he would have lost the belt right afterward. I think it worked perfectly the way that it did. I know Brett and Owen was the better match, but it set up the need for a rematch because Owen can say that he had a win over the new champion before Mm -hmm. he won the title. So I disagree with that because I'm not really sure how you do that with where it makes sense. And it also was cool because... You go back a year earlier, Bret Hart got screwed out of the championship. Exactly one year later, you end WrestleMania with him as champion. So I think it worked out perfectly the way that it did. All right. I got WrestleMania 11, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, as opposed to Bam Bam Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor. They made a bet. No, 100%. I mean, that's an easy, that's an easy obvious um, choice just because uh, Taylor and Lawrence wasn't like, I mean, I'd have to go back. Well, I can't even say it wasn't a terrible match because I haven't seen it in a long time. 
Um, they did it for like the star power, a big celebrity in the main event. Did that really justify the decision to put it on last? No, it was yeah. really just the cherry on top of a shit sandwich, a shit Sunday. of what was mm-hmm. a crappy mania anyway. But exactly. yes, I do think Diesel and Sean was obviously the better match of the two. And again, you don't want to always go with the better match. I just got done talking about Brett and Owen, why that should not have gone on last. It's got to mm-hmm. be, it just has to make business sense. It's got to make sense from like a mat match card format, whatever standpoint for that mania that absolutely should have gone on last. I know they probably wanted to have the nice moment with Lawrence Taylor going on last and winning and diesel was the champion and Sean didn't win. I think Sean was the baby face even at that point. Um, so that's probably why they did it. But I would say at the end of the day, diesel Michael should have gone on last over Taylor and, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Um, First of all, on record, WrestleMania 11 is the worst WrestleMania of all time. In, in your backyard of Hartford, Connecticut, your backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, bro, I don't mean, who else fought on that car? Was it Brett, Bob Backman? Like that, that was yeah, that was another match. That was a weird, a weird fucking WrestleMania. And I get why the LT thing, again, this is 95. So they're trying to attract different people, a mainstream audience. Um, they were a little stale, going a little cartoony at the time, except for Deshaun, the Razor and Diesels and, and Brett and Taker. Outside of that, it was pretty much a shitload of other characters. Now, yeah, but then but then you get LT and like Bam Bam Bigelow, and it's like wow, like holy shit, like has Bam Bam ever been near a main event scene? No, no, yeah. And, and then you get Sean winning the Rumble prior uh, in January. Against his former bodyguard Diesel, it's like, why don't you put that as the main event for the title? Uh, just, just never made sense to me. Yeah, no, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I guess again, like I said, maybe just because of the finish, because Diesel won, so it wasn't like this big miraculous moment. Like, I, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Were both guys baby faces at that point? I think Diesel was definitely. I don't know oh, if Michaels was. Sean was a heel. Sean was a heel. Sean was a heel. Okay, so yeah. maybe that's why. I, I don't know. I guess. I mean, they even had the star power in that match, too, because wasn't like Pamela Anderson or something like that in, in their corner. Yeah. Like they had some celebrities in their corner for that match. So even they were even they're more notable than freaking Lawrence Taylor is. I mean, Lawrence Taylor, 25 years later, isn't even in the fucking Hall of Fame. And I know there's <coughs> some stuff surrounding him, which is why he's not in there. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. And I like Bam Bam Bigelow a lot. Cool for him to have that feather in his cap as a former WrestleMania main eventer. The match should not have gone on last. I mean, it just, it's a nice attraction for Mania on what was a terrible Mania. Mm-hmm. No reason for it to go on last aside from people. I don't know. Again, I was, I was literally not even born yet when that match happened. So I'm not sure if people are clamoring for Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bang and the, Bam Bam Bigelow in the main event. I would guess probably not. So yeah, Diesel and Sean should have gone on last. But now if LT was let's say he's still active with, with the Giants at that time, maybe, oh, shit, he's still he's in the main event, but he's still with the Giants. But he, I think he was two years removed from retiring. So, uh, anyway, WrestleMania 11 is the worst of all time, Graham. <laughs> um, what else we got here? Probably 13, right? I think WrestleMania 13, say. Stone Cold and Bret Hart, as opposed to Taker and Psycho Sid for the title. Oh man, that one's tough because obviously Sean and Brett is. Or I'm sorry, Brett and uh, 
Stone Cold is the best part about that entire show. That's the only part of the show I honestly really even give a shit about. I don't really care about wrestling. I don't care about a lot of those added to Manias because I feel like there's only one really good match on the show and then everything else is kind of mediocre in comparison. Um, I'm going to say yes, that should have main evented just because they already had one match prior to that at Survivor Series. And I know Brett went over and it was kind of, I don't know, they just, that was the focal point coming out of that mania, not Undertaker as champion. How many people really remember Taker's 1997 reign as WWE champion? Not fucking many. Because it wasn't, not that it wasn't good, but I felt Mm -hmm. like Brett and Stone Cold with the tie turning in their favor, the double turn and whatnot, was just a much better way to end that mania and whatnot. So, yeah, I will agree with that. I know Taker winning the title was a bigger moment, I guess, at the time, not long-term, obviously, um, because that's all we talk about now is Bretton Stone Cold, not Taker winning the belt from, let me check my notes here, fucking Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, whatever the fuck Psycho said. Um, Yeah, no, that definitely should have main evented over uh, Sid and Taker for sure. So you're saying right off the back that, before we seen how the match ended up and how it ended with Stone Cold passing out, whatever, you still feel like with the way the story was, it was a better story developing going into WrestleMania as opposed to could take her and Sid like is it's not it like Taker, it's not like Taker won the Rumble and he he won no. nothing. No, I let me again. I, I could be wrong here. I haven't seen every Raw from 1997, but I'm pretty sure that feud was not months in the making. Taker mm. didn't win the Rumble. I know that for a fact. Um, it was just a fucking mess at that point. In, in a good way, in certain ways, the championship picture was there were like four or five different people in the title picture at a time. You had Bretton Stone Cold. You had Vader at one point, too. You had all yeah. these people playing for the belt. It was changing hands like every month. I mean, that's fine, but. You can do that, but Taker and Sid had not been built up over four or five months. Not that every Mania main event has to, but it's not even like this appealing match that people would be paying hard-earned money to go watch. Like, who gives a fuck about Taker and Just? I, I don't know. Or Sid, mm-hmm. it's like I said. So it seems really random. The title picture was all over the place at that point. Maybe if, uh, if Sean was around, Brett and Sean too would have made perfect sense. That's probably why they were probably going to end with that. But then you call an audible and, and do Brett and uh, Stone Cold as the main event instead, even though there's nothing on the line. Hey, you want to fucking end the show with Hogan and Justice right. in, in WrestleMania 8, even though there's nothing on the line there. This ironically also involves Psycho Sid again. But why do you have to end with him? I mean, it's just I like the guy. He actually had a great 1996. I just don't think that match had any reason to be the main event after Sid was already in the main event of WrestleMania five years earlier and it was a bust. I find it weird. Again, nothing against Sid, but you know he's main evented two WrestleManias, and you p- look at the all the people who sh- should have been a main event exactly uh, at WrestleMania. Like, wow, you never main evented WrestleMania, but Sid WrestleMania uh, main evented twice. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I, I like Sid, but that's just it's not yeah, good. You would think after they learned from the first time, but I guess not. CM <laughs> <laughs> Punk uh, is not a Psycho Sid fan, I would assume. CM Punk never made a event at WrestleMania, but Psycho Sid res- uh, made evented twice. Twice. I guess big time people, Hogan and Taker of all, of all people. I, I love the guy, but honestly, that's like the equivalent to like if the Miz cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase this upcoming year in the main event of Mania and got to main event WrestleMania twice and winning too. I guess if I don't know if he would win, but that would be that. That's the people would be really mad about that. And Punk doesn't like Miz as it is, I would assume. So <laughs> that wouldn't go over too well. Um, if I'm going in order with the responses, we, we get to WrestleMania 18. 
with the rock and hogan and that was that was one of the the most responses that i've got um yeah i mean i think that's another one along with wrestlemania 8 that people think about with what should have closed the show right so what closed was triple h and jericho jericho was the undisputed champion hunter coming back from an injury he wins the rumble Mm-hmm. And it's for the title, obviously. But then in the middle, you get Hogan and the, and the Rock. And the way that match turned out, the way the crowd went for that match was like, holy shit. By the time that was over, the crowd was pretty much somewhat dead to a point. Like, damn, how do you how do you how do you follow that? Yeah. So do you agree that the Rock and Hogan should have made events at WrestleMania 18 prior to what you saw? Or with the way the with the way the match ended, you're like, man, that should have fucking made it. No, definitely the latter. I think it's one of those things where unlike with Randy and, and Ric Flair, where I think going in, it made sense for Triple H and Jericho to be the main event. Not that it was the better feud by any means. I don't I remember more about Rock and Hogan than I do Jericho and Triple H. But you gotta remember too, Triple H had that hot as fuck comeback. What was it? Yeah, before the rumble in two thousand and two. After being gone for eight or nine months, he came back as this hot as hell baby face. He was white hot, and it made perfect sense for him to go for the belt. They had the Stephanie thing that factored in there as well with Jericho. There was a lot going on there. So honestly, I'm not mad that going in, they didn't. I don't think they made a mistake in not putting, um, you know, Rock and Hogan on last. Was it the better match? Obviously, did it feel more like a main event? Obviously, but they didn't do. They didn't know until they got to Canada. How would WWE or anyone know that Hogan was going to go to Mania and get cheered the way that he was? There was zero plans. They had to change the match on the fly because of the reaction in that fucking moment. So again, I wasn't watching at the time. I can't tell you that people were like, "Oh, this is the main event." I don't know, um, but I do think it made perfect sense for Jericho and Triple H the main event. Just come bell time, it wasn't nearly as good as uh. Hogan and Rock. So I think WWE wasn't dumb in making that decision at that time. And I feel like that's one of, one of those WrestleManias that the main event is like, damn, fuck, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta follow that. And there is there's there's more coming up, but it's like, man, like I don't, yeah. I don't recall. Again, like like Sid and Taker, they see Stone Cold and Brett, and they're like, damn, how do how do I gotta, damn, two seven yeah. footers. <laughs> <laughs> gotta yeah. follow, gotta follow that, and it's, it's it's tough. But I think, like you mentioned, Hunter was hot. He came back in January of '02 at the Garden, got that big old reaction. He mm-hmm. was the Rumble. Jericho, just a, a piece of shit asshole character. Now with with, with Stephanie involved, yeah. And, and the, the the story was good. It just, in hindsight, you would say Rock and Hogan because of how the crowd reacted to it. Nobody, like you said, nobody expected. Toronto Skydome to cheer for Hogan. Exactly. I mean, people wouldn't have known. And exactly, that's what I'm saying. People didn't know until that moment that that match was going to be what it was. I mean, honestly, I mean, you would know better than I would that were people expecting like a fucking shit fest going into that show. I mean, I would assume maybe maybe not everybody, but considering where Hogan was in his career at that point, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I don't Damn. think they made the wrong decision in putting that match on before the main event. You know what I'm saying? And plus, what that was Hogan's first WrestleMania match. Yeah, it's what? Uh, what since ninety like three? Yeah, ninety three. Yeah, ninety three when he came in at the, at the very last second. So yeah, that's what been, yeah. Um, 
I did get a splatter of WrestleMania 19. They, uh, some have felt that The Rock and Stone Cold being Stone Cold's final match should have been the main event as opposed to Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. What do you, what do you make about that? So um, Brock and Angle instead of what match? No, some said The Rock and Austin should have main evented oh, 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 oh. as opposed to Brock and Kurt Angle. Well, I think it was supposed to. I think that was the idea. I think the idea was for that match to be at last on the card. But then because Austin was hurt beforehand, I think that's why they ended up putting it on beforehand. Because I think it was Stone Cold's choice to go into that mania. I don't want to go on last. I'm, I don't think this is going to you know, live up to my expectations. So I think Steve Austin actually ended up going into that mania saying, I don't want to go on last because of my neck. And I think it was like the day of, he's talked about it before in documentaries and books and shit like that. But I think it was like a last minute decision for that match to not go on last. So honestly, and I think it was fine too, because Rock and Austin was a good match. It was a very good match actually. But you look at Brock and Angle, it was as good, if not better. And it crowned a new star in Brock Lesnar, although he had already held the championship twice by that point. But I think that was a more memorable match. It was a more memorable moment. And they put over a new star in the process. Mm. Yeah, Rock beat Austin, but then Austin was gone right after. he That was his last match. But then Rock was gone a fucking month later, so it didn't even matter. So I honestly think that wasn't a mistake in putting Brock and Angle on last. So I don't agree with that one. Um, I did get somebody wrote me about WrestleMania 20. I don't what, know what, Eddie and Angle or something? Yeah, that that not the not the Benoit Hunter Sean, but a different match from from twenty should have made evented. But I don't think they, I don't think the guy said Guerrero. <laughs> That's the only other match that it would have been. Well, you maybe, maybe. Rock and uh, Goldberg or something. No. <laughs> right. um, definitely not Taker and Kane. No. Dude, that show, we talked about this earlier this year. Yeah. It's a good show. I do think it's a little overrated, but I think the main events were what made that show. If it's if you take away the two top title matches, that show fucking sucks. And that that Benoit Triple H Michaels match is like widely regarded and rightfully so. I'm not saying this person is wrong, but they're kind of wrong. It's regarded as one of the greatest triple threats of all time. So, like, to not put that match on last is one of the dumbest things ever. That that would just be pure bias because of what Benoit did a couple of years later. That's like, oh, I don't want that guy in the main event because of what he would do later on. We didn't fucking know that in 2004. So, obviously, uh, that, I mean, that match has to go on last. There's, like, zero question. Even if you say Eddie and Angle, I don't agree with that because that match came together on him, too. So, I got to go triple threat. That just makes way more sense. Well, as I'm trying to find that response, so I, I get to WrestleMania. I got a few from WrestleMania 21. Some say that Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels, as opposed to Batista and Triple H. Listen, I, I agree with that, but just because it's a better match doesn't mean that it should have gone on last. I know it's regarded as one of the greatest Mania main event, like matches ever. Mm-hmm. But you also got to consider, too, with some of these matches, this is just kind of a general statement. Had they gone on last, would the reaction have been the same? Because you got to think, like, come later on in the night, will the crowd be as hot as they were for the middle of the show? The answer is probably no, depending on how long the show is. They right. probably still would have been super into Angle and uh, Michaels. But the thing is, is that there was nothing on the line at that point. There was nothing on the line in that match. So why would it go on last? It was just pure. I mean, again, it doesn't It doesn't matter. There doesn't always have to be something on the line. I, I get it because I just said that, you know, Austin and Hart was on whatever. That that didn't mean it then and it probably should have for WrestleMania right. 13. 
That being said, though, for 21, again, Batista was crowned the new champion. He was the hotter star. He had more momentum. It just made more sense. So, I mean, I again, I don't agree with that. I think Batista and Triple H was right where it should have been in the main event. You crown a new champion. You crown a new star. Triple H puts over Batista. End of story. Yeah, I, I think better match, Sean and, and Kurt Angle for sure. But I think for that point in time, it's the breakup of, of evolution. Batista wins the Rumble. Hunter's the, 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 the great bad guy. Still got uh, Ric Flair in his corner. Like, I don't see... I don't, and plus for the title, I, I don't see why Sean and Kurt Angle would would make a vent out. It just doesn't make sense. It's the best match for sure, but like you got to think, all right, with the story they were telling, Batista and Triple H had literally been built up for like a long fucking time. There's no way that doesn't go on last. Okay. So back to that guy. So um, Dave Schilling, he, he said, Cena JBL. At 21, not Batista Hunter at 21. No, dude, that match. Okay, I, I, so I, like I said, if you want to go on last with a new star being crowned, a new champion being crowned, that's not a bad choice. But when you look at what had been built up longer, what the hotter feud was, and what ended up being the better match, there is zero doubt that Batista and Triple H goes on last. I mean, dude, that is one of the most bought WrestleManias of all fucking time. Do you think that was because of John Cena and JBL? I don't think so. Honestly, I think it was a large part because of Batista and Triple H and maybe partly Sean and um, Angle as well. I don't think a lot of that had to do with John Cena and JBL. And JBL had a very long reign as champion. It finally ended. Whoop the fucking do. I mean, he wasn't like that great of a champion. He was as a character. The matches mm. weren't that great. The Cena match felt like it belonged in an episode of SmackDown. So I think, again, I'm going to reiterate Batista Triple H was right where it should have been in the main event that year. All right. I got a, I got a good one for you. Yeah. Okay. Which you might, you might feel like maybe. <laughs> okay. WrestleMania 24, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair retirement match or Edge Undertaker for the title? That is a good question. That's a very good question because, again, Ric Flair's retirement it ended up being a very good match. It had been built up for a long time. That is a match where there was no title on the line, but I think – I don't know. Again, would people have reacted the same way in the main event? That's the question because it would have gone on a lot later in the night. The outcome was obvious. Flair was never going to fucking win. I mean, that would be the most predictable main event of all time, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't have been a main event. Did the match steal the show? I would say no. I think it was a very good match, a very good Ric Flair match for 2008. He was well past this prime even at that point. That is a good question, though. I think if someone said that should have gone on last, I wouldn't say a lot like with the other ones where it's that I just don't agree with it. I can see that being a scenario. I could totally see that happening. Mm-hmm. I just think Edge and Taker, again, you could say, oh, that was predictable. Was it, though? I mean, Edge at that point hadn't lost at all i don't think he had never been pinned at wrestlemania one-on-one he had been a world champion for a little while they want to make a new star they could have edge and you know break the streak so i don't know i mean i think there was a there's a slight chance edge can win more so than sean beating flair or flair beating sean so at any rate i don't think that's a dumb idea honestly i think that's a that's a smart you know call to say maybe it could have gone on last if i'm booking the show if i'm vince mcmahon i think keeping it to edge and taker was the uh better option it just it was a better match better story had been built up for a year just made more sense in my opinion true but at that time i didn't feel ticket was gonna lose in the main event yeah and then like 
have you know that like we've seen it before where if it's your last match like she's mm-hmm. like 26 with sean and, and, and taker sean goes on last and it's, it's the retirement or the streak and he loses it's the big farewell and he, that's it so i'm thinking like flair could have had that spot now how long flair would have gone in the ring 10 15 like a mad classic probably not well, how much to- how long did the match ended up going like in reality, as it was, was it like a fifteen-minute match? I feel like it wasn't anything shorter than that. Uh, and and I'll see how long Taker and Edge went. Taker and Edge went at least like twenty minutes, I think. That was without actually even, a great match because they had great chemistry. So, without even looking, I guarantee. I'm not, I think Hunter is on this card. I guarantee he had, he had <laughs> the longest match. He always has the fucking longest match. That was a good match, too. The triple threat was good. I'm glad it didn't close the show. That actually could have made Event in Mania because you got to think, too. Cena came back at the Rumble, had that hot as hell return. They fucking bumped the guy from the main event of Mania, which is what he was kind of promised. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sucks. But in retrospect, they made the right call not putting that on last because it was not a WrestleMania main event. Maybe a backlash main event, not a WrestleMania worthy main event, in my opinion. So Sean and Flair go 20 minutes and 34 seconds. The main event. I'm sorry. 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes with Sean and Flair? Yeah. Holy shit. And then Taker and Edge, 24 minutes. Holy fuck. How long was the triple threat? 14 minutes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Good triple H for not hogging the spot. Like right. that's well deserved, though. I'm I'm honestly shocked that Sean and Rick went as long as it did. I thought it was more like 15, 10 or something like that. Because Rick, I mean, it's Rick fucking Flair 2008. The guy was falling apart, but it right. was a great match. So again, I, I don't I don't hate that idea. I'm not going to sit here and say that's stupid because I I could I would buy that. I would buy that. I yeah. just think Edge Taker was the better option of the two, just by a slight margin. And just to have fun, Floyd Mayweather Big Show goes 12 minutes. As, as it should have been. I mean, it was that was also a great spectacle. Th- th- honestly, that would have been the equivalent of what Bam Bam and Lawrence Taylor was in two th- or in, uh, at WrestleMania 11. That's mm-hmm. the kind of the same thing where it's an attraction, but you don't have to end every WrestleMania with a fucking a celebrity attraction. It's not a... Right. It's not SNL. You don't put like the biggest star in the, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense. So I'm glad they didn't do that, but it was a fun match in the undercard though. I will say that that was one of the more well-rounded WrestleManias they've ever done. One, if not the highest answer I've, I've got, if it's not as top two. This, I mean, 25, Undert- is that what we're going next? Undertaker, <laughs> 25, or you go with Hunter and Orton for the title, right? Yes. Title? Yes. At 25. Now, All right. Sam, are you going to put that match as the main event prior to what you saw? Could many regard that as the greatest WrestleMania match yes. of all time? Or are you putting it as a main event after what you saw? After what we saw. Listen, I think if you put Taker and Sean on before we know that it's the greatest match of all time, no one would complain about it. But the thing is, dude is that going into that show, because that was like my first mania as, as like a full-fledged fan of the product, they were building up Triple H and Orton fucking hard, like really, really hard on the Raw brand. That was when Orton was like, he kicked Vince in the head. He kicked Shane in the head. He they like, didn't kick Stephanie, but he like RKO'd her and like made out with her on the fucking ring mat or something like that. He went into his house. Let's put it this way. The feud was actually great. The Triple H Orton feud, they haven't had a lot of great matches over the years. They don't really have the greatest in ring chemistry at all. 
I felt like the 20 matches they've had in the company, they've had maybe two or three that were actually kind of good. Uh, very good anyway. The Mania match was poop. I didn't think it was a great match. But from a booking standpoint, it made sense to go on last. It made sense. Orton should have won. They didn't. They saved it for backlash. I thought that was stupid. But again, without knowing it's the greatest match of all time with Taker and Sean, I get why they would put Triple H and Orton last. So I totally understand that. Taker and Sean, honestly, had only come together in that last month. I know they had history dating back to 97, 98, 2007, Rumble, whatever. Before that point, it looked like Shawn Michaels was going to face fucking JBL. It looked like Taker was going to face Vladimir Kozlov for WrestleMania. The match came together on a whim. I wasn't really heavily involved with like the IWC at that point. So I don't know if people were even expecting it to be this in-ring classic. Although I guess they maybe could have been because their Hell in the Cell match was so great. The Triple H and Orton match made sense to the main event. Going in. Coming out of it, obviously people will say that Shawn and Taker should have gone on last. At the very least... Excuse me, I would have put that in between the world title matches because they also had Cena, Edge, and Big Show. That fucking, who cares? Like, that went on after. That went on after Sean and Taker. Sean and Taker should have been, like, the match right before the main event. I mean, it wouldn't have done Sean and uh, Randy and Triple H any favors, but yeah. it was the same thing regardless. So that I don't mind nearly as much. So for the record, you have Taker and Sean from 25 as a... The greatest WrestleMania match. I do. And B, the greatest match of all time. Could you, I mean, you, you, you said it twice. I'm trying to make sure you... Did I say the greatest match of all time? Yes, you did. Twice. Oh, shit. Okay, so... <laughs> I said that. So, uh, well, first of all, I think, I think WWE would uh, contest that and say that Edge versus Randy Orton from Backlash of this year was the greatest match of all time. That's right. So, That's right. We got to say that, but... In all seriousness, I do, yeah, you know, obviously, I think it's it's subjective. I mean, you could say any match is the greatest match of all time, depending on what your criteria is. For me personally, yeah, I think it's the greatest match of all time. I do. I think there's other matches that come close. I think Brett and Austin would be up there. I think, um, what was the other one? I think their first Hell in the Cell match would honestly be on there. Mm. I would have, I would I really have to think about it. There's obviously matches I'm forgetting, but yeah, I think off the top of my head, if if you know, gun to head, you ask me what the greatest match of all time is, that would probably be it. So, I do want to backtrack one. If, if if I'm going in order, I did get responses for Taker and Batista at WrestleMania 23, as opposed mm. to John Cena and Shawn Michaels. That I agree with, but I remember reading Batista's book and he was like, we were fucking pissed that we weren't in the main. Oh, actually, you know what? I will say this because Batista was very mad that they weren't the main event. Taker was very mad. They weren't the main event. That match would have been as good as it was if they weren't, if they were the main event. I don't know because I feel like that match part of it, maybe a very small factor, but it's hard to tell was as good as it was because they were pissed. They weren't going on last. So they were extra motivated to go out there and fucking shut everyone up. Would they have been content? Would they have kind of just like been, you know, just uh, throwing it, like uh, going through the motions type of thing if it was the main event? Maybe. I don't think so. I just don't know if the match is as good. I still think it would be just given their chemistry over the years. Mm. That one I do agree with, though, because Taker won the main, uh, won the Royal Rumble. Typically, the Royal Rumble winner goes on to the main event. Batista had been champion for a long time. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. Well, Sean and Sean and Cena had been built up for a little while, but the only reason that match happened was because Triple H got hurt. Otherwise, they would have done Cena and Triple H. 
So yeah, I think I think Taker and Batista should have gone on, should have gone on last, especially since a new champion was crowned. That you know usually makes for a better moment. Sean didn't win. Cena beat him. Big win for Cena, but it's not like it cemented Cena as a star. He already was a fucking star. So I don't know. Yeah, I think Batista and uh, Taker should have gone on last. I agree with that one. So there were nine matches at WrestleMania 23. Taker and Batista go on fifth. They go yeah. 15 and change. Sean and uh, Cena, 28 minutes. Yeah, I mean, that's just, you know. Sean's but at that a- time, Sean could still go. I mean, it. Oh no! Of course you can still go. The match was great. I mean, but the thing is, they had a better match on Raw a couple of weeks later. That 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 it wasn't an Iron Man match, but it might as well have been, you know. And then plus, Cena was in that run for like a year and a half run as a yeah. champion, right? Yeah, people just didn't like him at that point. You know, he was obviously getting over, no doubt. But I don't right. know. I just don't think it was a, like, oh, Cena wins, like, lol, like, cool. I, I didn't watch that Mania, so I don't have a, really a reaction to it. But I just think, oh, Batista, Taker winning his first title in, like, what, a decade? Taker? Not held the world championship. Okay, not a decade, but five years. Because he was mm-hmm. champion for a minute. Um, and then that was his fir- first belt in five years. The streak was also on the line. You got to remember that. So, yep. Title versus streak, which I think was the first time they'd ever done that. Yeah, they did it with Psycho Sid, but the streak wasn't a, a thing at that point. No. So that was like one of the first manias where people are like, oh shit, here comes the streak. Will he win the title or break the streak? And Batista could have very easily broken the streak because he was up and coming at that point. So absolutely, the more I think about it, the more I believe that should have gone on last. So I got three more as far as the timeline and what what I gotten as a response. So we're at 20, 23, 25. Um, okay. Matter of fact, four more. Undertaker. Triple H, twenty-seven, as opposed to John Cena and The Miz at twenty-seven. No, because again, I think I think that's a case where like it was the better match, right? I remember looking forward to Triple H and Taker. It's just that it wasn't the same as the Sean feud. You knew Taker was going to win. Like I literally had no doubt that Taker was going to win. Maybe the next year when they did the rematch at 28 and Sean was the referee, you're like, oh, maybe they'll screw him over. 27, I didn't like the match as much at the time because I thought it was so fucking predictable. Watching it back over the years, I've actually grown to like it more than I did originally. I just, okay, so Cena and Miss sucked. It's one of the worst main events of all time. So I say that should have main evented going in. They didn't make a dumb decision putting that on last. Just because Cena and Miz, again, they were pushing that shit hard. Fucking hard. Miz had been champion for a long time. Cena, I think, won the chamber or something to get the title shot. The only reason why that went on last was because of the fucking Rock stuff. You can't do the stuff with Rock and Cena in the middle of the show. The only reason, a big part of the reason why that WrestleMania was so successful in terms of people buying it was because of the Rock. People wanted to see Rock and Cena, see the Rock screw over Cena or see them interact or whatever. You can't do that in the middle of the show. You can't do it at the beginning of the show. It has to go on last. So, yeah, Cena and this sucked. But we got seen in uh, rock out of it for the following year. So I think it worked out the way that it did, even though the match was god awful. It was a fucking, you know, mid card match in an episode of a uh, three hour raw. But I do think that was the right choice to go on last that year. Um, another taker match we have. We got to we get to WrestleMania 29. Undertaker CM Punk or The Rock and John Cena 2. So this is my thing with WrestleMania 29. The main event, instead of Cena and Rock 2, which had been rumored for literally since the first one ended, 
which I get it, but they were like, oh, once in a lifetime. And then they fucking did it again anyway, which was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I would excuse that though, because the main event that year, absolutely without a doubt in my mind, should have been Cena and Rock and Punk. Punk had been champion for so long. He dropped the belt of the Rumble. I've, I've said this so many times. My brain hurts from even saying it so many times over the last seven years. That Punk, at that point, had he held the belt until WrestleMania instead of the Rumble when he dropped it to Rock. And that was a very successful Rumble. The Rock stuff was fun. He beats Rock, let's say. He beats Rock. Okay. And Rock already won WrestleMania 28. He doesn't need the title. And you can always give him a title run down the road. He can even win this match at WrestleMania 29. But Punk beats Rock. Or he wins the belt back the next month. Or I know, I think honestly, that would have made more sense. Maybe Rock wins the belt and then Punk wins it back from in a rematch at Chamber, which they did anyway. You do Punk, Rock, and Cena at WrestleMania. Had Punk not lost the belt, I just kind of said that he may he maybe should have. But let's say he didn't. He would have walked into that mania a 500-day reigning champion. Literally to the day. To the day would have been reigning champion for 500. Maybe not 500 days. It was either 500 days or 434 days. No, no. He ended up dropping it at 434 days. It would have been 500 days, almost to the day that he would have dropped the belt at WrestleMania and he deserved it. He never got a main event at WrestleMania. He didn't get it the year before he was the champion walking into 28 and he still didn't get the main event that year. So and he complained about not getting it 27, even though he was the best deal they had and Miz main event. And instead, even, I mean, we just discussed that, but I think Cena and rock had to be the main event because it was the biggest money match they could do up to that point. It was one of the most bought WrestleManias of all time because of rock and Cena. That said, though, I would put Punk in there. So it's a two-part question. I think it was fine as the main event over Punk and Taker again came together on a whim. There was really no reason for that match to be the main event. Punk was never going to win. It was the best match in the card. It wasn't the main event. It was never going to be the main event. It felt like the main event in terms of match quality. Mm -hmm. But Cena and Rock had been so built up over the last two years that you know, preceded that match and had to be in the main event. I would just throw punk in there too. And punk even said that he would have been fine with that. He would have made a triple threat elimination match and just, he would have, he wouldn't have given a fuck if he got, you know, eliminated in the first five minutes, at least he got that main event at WrestleMania and he never got it. So that sucks. But yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I think that's fine. And going on last was uh Cena and rock too. So you're saying you're good with rock Cena too, but you're saying as opposed to CM punk and Taker. Just add CM Punk to Rock and John Cena for a triple threat. Correct. Yeah. Or, I mean, I know people were saying that maybe it could have been Cena and Punk because they had that amazing match on Raw, like a month. Mm -hmm. Punk loves that match. He talked about it in the backstage, I think earlier this year or something like that. He talked about it at one point. Um, but then, like, what do you do with Rock? Because Rock was always going to be that mania. So, like, I don't think that would have worked. I just think a triple threat made the most sense because Punk and Rock were feuding. Cena and Rock were feuding. And Punk and Cena had so much history. It, made, it just made sense for them to be in the main event with each other. Mm -hmm. at some point. It was like kind of like the Brett and Sean of that era. Um, with Taker, I don't know what you do with him. I thought maybe they could do Cena and Taker, but they're not going to do Punk and Rock in the main event without Cena involved, I don't think. So I don't know. I'm not really sure what else you would have done with Taker. I'm not, I'm not, I don't remember who else was available. Maybe Brock and Taker instead of at 30, you do it there. I don't really know. Triple H. Brock, Brock had Triple H that day, right? Yeah, yeah, but you break it up and maybe you do, I don't know what you do with Triple H. I mean, who cares? But you do Brock and Taker instead at 29 instead of 30. I don't know. I'd have to really look back at the card. I think for me, if you want to keep it once in a lifetime, you just take the Rock out and you give Rock Taker. 
CM Punk, John Cena main event. He put the Rock and Taker. They they never fought at a WrestleMania. Why not, right? Maybe. Like you said, Rock Rock don't need the belt. No, he doesn't. Had a run. I don't know. Maybe this is just me. A Rock Taker match when Rock came back to the company in 2012 or 2011, whatever it was, just never appealed to me. A Rock Rock rematch did because that O2 SummerSlam match was fire, and I know it wouldn't be the same thing. Like over you know 10 years later, I understand. Yeah. That. I get it. But at the same time, though, I do think, I don't know, just Rock and Taker, just, eh, I wouldn't have complained. To me, that's like if we when we got Goldberg and Taker last year. Like, it did in the dream match for so long. That's a match we actually never got. We got Rock and Taker a time or two back in the day. Mm. We, you know, it's like Taker and Goldberg. When that was announced, I could not have given two fucks. I mean, who, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Right. So, I'm, I'm glad they did what they did. I mean, honestly, I think Punk should have been involved, but I think Cena and Rock kind of had to go on last. And yeah, I agree with the whole once in a lifetime bullshit. They said once mm-hmm. in a lifetime, they did it again anyway. <laughs> the worst part about that is that when Rock came back and he's talked about this, he always knew they were going to do a three match series with them. So, or not a three match series, but a three WrestleMania thing where they would screw over Cena at one Mania, do the first match of the first one, Rock would always win, and then Cena would win the second one, ultimately, Rock putting over Cena. If they knew that, then why the fuck would they call it once in a lifetime? Why would you say that? If you knew it ahead of time that they were, they, mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But anyway, yeah, it made sense to be in the main event, though, given how much money you made for that mania. So real quick, just to have fun, I got two left. But mm-hmm. when, when Punk lost the belt at the Rumble, yes, he was at day 434. Yes. All right, so... My math is terrible. So January has 31 days in it, right? Oh, my bugging. January has 31 days. Yep. Okay, look at that. All right, so that was January 27th of 13. So let's say he beats The Rock. You add four more mm-hmm. days. That's 438. WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania doesn't happen until April 7th. Yeah, because so, the 8th was the same. Sure. So February had twenty eight days, I think. So you four four thirty four thirty eight plus twenty eight. That's four six six. And then March had thirty one. So yeah, he he would have been a little over five hundred. I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now. Some like five ten, five fifteen, somewhere in that range. He would have been. Let's see. Take seven so from would- April. 31 from March at 38. Maybe 28. I'm, yeah. I'm just looking at now. 2011. I remember like the dates that he won the title too. Let's see. Sunday, November 20th, 2011. And then when was WrestleMania? You said the 7th, right? Uh, uh, yeah. April 7th of 13. Sunday, April 7th. All right. Calculate. Okay. Yeah. It would have been a little bit over 500, 504 days. So I wasn't in, in, it wasn't accurate wow. all the way, but it would have been over five hundred. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, someone like you know, people like me and you just kind of just nerd out and wonder what if, like, why? No, why yeah, I know. Have that. to lose the belt at the Rumble. Why couldn't he just done it at at, at Mania? And I well, mean, they he, wanted to. Well, they wanted to do Punk and Rock. They wanted to do Cena and Rock for the title without Punk involved. They were like, "Fuck that guy." He just held, he just kept the belt warm for a little while. Let's put the belt back where it belongs on John Cena. Mm-hmm. That's why they did that. That's the only reason why they did that. 
but he really should have been for everything that he did because he was like the one of the only parts about that show from like when he won the belt up until he lost it. I would say him, the Shield, even though they debuted at the very end, and Daniel Bryan were like the only three worth watching parts of that show. We're all SmackDown, whatever, in 2012, 2013, 2011. Like, you can know, anyone else really remember much else from that time period with the fucking core? Like, who cares? You know what I mean? Del- Alberto Del Rio, give me a break. Alberto Del Insomnia, like, it doesn't even matter. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they really should have given him the main event. If Brian can get a main event, which I'm very happy he did, I'm, I think Punk should have gotten a main event too. I think they should have been against each other, but that's a whole other discussion. Well, I got two more. We're, we're going to get to Daniel Bryan in a hot second. Um, prior to that, a few responses for WrestleMania 32. Okay. Sasha, Becky, Charlotte, as opposed to Roman Reigns and Triple H for the title, even though Hunter won the belt at the Rumble. And that was a whole fucked up ordeal because I don't think that was not supposed to happen. Seth got hurt and all this wild shit happened. So, or, uh, no. Well, so what happened was... Seth no, got her in November. So, so I think they were supposed to do Rollins and Triple H. I forgot who had said that. I don't know if it was Rollins or I think he confirmed that at one point it was supposed to be him and Rollins and Triple H and Mania. I don't know what you would have done with Roman. I'm not really. Maybe Roman and Brock too. I don't know. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure. Brock ended up facing Dean, and that was incredibly random. Um, so Rollins gets hurt. That match yeah, goes. Hey, yo, everybody was hurt. Everybody was out there. Yeah, yeah. was out. Orton was out. Everyone was fucking. You know, Zaro was yeah. out. Not that it really mattered, but that was another one. Um, and that met WrestleMania really sucked. And we've discussed like, oh, was it as bad as it was without the star power? I mean, even if they did have the star power, I mean, WrestleMania 27 had all everyone active on the roster, and it fucking sucked. So <laughs> I don't think that's the sole reason. Yeah, but, um, it was a factor. So yeah, so Rollins lost the title because he got hurt. So Roman wins it. And yeah, like you said, he won it. Then he lost it, won it, lost it, blah, blah, blah. He beat Sheamus for it. Sheamus was never going to be the main event. Never should have been the main event. As a heel at that point, he was incredibly damaged. No one gave a shit about him. The League of Nations shit sucked. Um, Roman was always going to be in the main event. The thing is, is that Roman and Triple H, that's an interesting one because Roman and Triple H had been built up for so long, like years, honestly, since the Shield stuff specifically since Survivor Series, when like they were looking for a new head of the authority, like when Rollins, mm-hmm. died, they asked Roman and he said no. So then Triple H screwed over Roman by appointing Sheamus in that role instead when he cashed in Money in the Bank and that whole shit. And Sheamus was the wrong guy at the right time or is really what happened. I mean, it, it just, I, I like Sheamus, but it should not have been him in that spot. So they had been building up Roman and Triple H for months. So it made sense for that to be in the main event. It just wasn't that good. It just wasn't that good. People were looking forward to it. I get it. The women's match is interesting because that would have given us our first ever women's main event ever. Like, because the first ever women's pay-per-view main event wasn't until um, Hell in the Cell, actually. Well, I mean, for oh. a pay-per-view main event for the women. All right. Wasn't until, like, later that year. So, I, I'm going to say keep it Roman and Triple H. People the fucking hate that I say that. But the thing is, is that the women weren't at that point yet. The match was great. The thing is, is that I think it worked as the WrestleMania 35 main event, even though the 32 match was better. It worked as the 35 main event because by that point, the momentum for the women's division had been gradually building up because by 35, we had the first ever women's money in the bank, first ever women's Royal Rumble, the main mm-hmm. event, the main event, the pay-per-views, hell in the cell, 
TLC matches. We didn't have any of that stuff in 2016. The only thing that we had in 2016 with the women was like they had the Divas Revolution or some dumb shit. Um, that was the birth of the women's title. That was it. And people were looking forward to the match, but the women's division wasn't at a point yet where it would have made sense. Maybe if we got it, I wouldn't feel that way. But again, it was a great match. I just don't feel like this is where the women's division was at that point. This would have put them all the way over here overnight. And they weren't ready to push the women in that spotlight yet. Like since then from 32 to 35, it gradually went this way. It went like towards that point where it made sense. Like when they announced that as the main event for 35, people were like, yeah, like cool. Like, cause it made sense. It was organic, you know? Um, it wasn't like, Oh my God, this is such a huge deal. Cause we've never seen it. I mean, it was, but yeah, I think, I think Roman and triple H made sense to be the final match. Um, I'm trying to think what else was even on that show. Taker and Shane. I think honestly, I think that would have made more sense because the people were more excited for that match. But that match sucked too. So I, <laughs> I guess it doesn't really matter. Nah, you know what? Someone, someone did write me that. I just, I just couldn't tell if they were joking or not. Okay. No, no, it makes sense. The whole thing was like, oh, if Shane wins, he gets control of the company. So he lost, and then he became like the pseudo GM of the show anyway. So it yeah. didn't even matter that he lost. You know, that shit was such a mess. They had like. Yeah lock spot and the lockbox thing that went fucking nowhere so yeah that probably should have been the main event honestly um because i remember like even you and i i think you were on my show leading up to that mania and we were talking about like how hyped we were for that match and why mm. should then people were thinking the fucking bullet club was going to come in that never happened obviously not in, in that match anyway um so yeah it, it just it just didn't work out and the match was poopy anyway so it's probably for the better that it wasn't the main event so graham the final one is this Okay. WrestleMania 35. Now, this this could go either way. Yep. So, a lot of people told me Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston should have main evented. The main event was the first ever women's main event with uh, Rousey, Becky, and Charlotte. So, do you bump the first ever women's main event to get Kofi and Daniel Bryan in that spot. Kofi's been waiting 11 years for, for a title shot to become champion in this, this mid-card tag team area this, his whole career. Uh, in real life, Ali gets hurt, right? Yeah, he got hurt like a month before, so that's why Kofi got the spot. Yeah, And Kofi comes in, gets the spot. The crowd is all for him. Daniel Bryan was a, a great heel at that time. Talk about the planet and Earth all that stupid shit. It just <laughs> yeah. made sense. Uh, the wooden belt, and I still think it was the best match on the card that night. Um, and there's other factors that, of why Kofi should have been the main event. But do you say, yeah, automatically Kofi and Daniel Bryan? But you just totally negate the first women's main event. So which 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 side are you on? I feel like if it was Kofi and Daniel Bryan in the main event that year, then we would be sitting here saying, why didn't they go with the women on last? Because that would have been like the perfect opportunity with with how organic that feud was and throwing Charlotte in there was incredibly unnecessary. There was zero reason for Charlotte to be in that match. It should have been Becky and Ronda and that's it. Charlotte being in there was such a fucking waste. That being said, though, it made sense to be the main event. People have been talking about the women main eventing mania a year earlier. Like that was when Rousey first came in. Everyone was thinking, oh, Charlotte and Rousey main event at WrestleMania. Like, why not? That was before Becky even got hot that year, you know, before she yeah. really took off. I got to say the women's match has got to go on last. It does. I just feel like, again, it's, it's, it's kind of what I said earlier, like where if they had Kofi and Brian on last, I was at that mania. It was my second mania. The show was like 
eight hours long, dude. It That's was right. so long. People were like falling asleep at that point. The show ended at 1230 Eastern time. So it was just terrible. AM. Um, I feel like if Kofi and Brian went on last, it wouldn't have gotten the same reaction. People like when Becky won, the finish was anticlimactic anyway. People were like, oh, yay, let's go home now because we're fucking tired. I feel like that would have been the same thing for Kofi and Brian. It would have been like, oh, yeah, cool. But it wouldn't have had that as an emotional response because everyone was half asleep anyway. It doesn't matter who's in that spot at that WrestleMania. People would have always just been like, eh, like, cool. Like, regardless of who wins, I just want to go home because it was so long. So Kofi and Brian was the better match. I agree with that. And I wouldn't argue, I wouldn't like hate the fact if it went on last because it was a great match and a great moment. But the women's match had to go on last. Because if they didn't go on last that year, I don't know if they ever go on last. They certainly weren't going to go on last this year. I mean, the women's division peaked at WrestleMania 35. Because ever since Rousey left, it's never been the same. And that's not the women's fault. That's the fucking company's fault. So mm-hmm. if it wasn't then. It was it, it was literally a case of, and it, it, it could happen again. But it was it could have literally been a case of now or never. And they had to do it. I mean, people were looking forward to that match the most. I think even over Kofi and Brian. So even though Kofi and Brian delivered more and it was a better finish and whatnot, I think they made the right call in putting the women on last. And plus the fact that Becky was hot for, for a minute. A um, while, too. It wasn't just an over. But, yeah. And then. The year prior. And then, like, Kofi Mania got hot, like, maybe a month prior. Yeah, and again, if, if, you know, it was a really hot feud and they put it together in such a short span of time, I don't want to say, oh, let's put them in the main event just because they have the longer story. But it just it just kind of made sense. I don't know. It just made sense to have the women on last. I, I can't really explain it, but yeah, the Kofi Bryant thing came literally out of nowhere. I mean, Kofi was fucking losing the I don't know in the tag team ranks like a month earlier. The guy was a loser. He was a loser. I mean, he wasn't like a loser, loser, but he was not a singles threat by any means. And they perfected that story. I mean, the payoff was amazing, and the story was mm-hmm. great. Yeah. The Becky, the Becky Ronda stuff had been building since like November, and I just think it was a better story. And yeah, it didn't deliver on the way that people were hoping it would, but it, it had to go on last. I just, I, I, I don't think I would change that. Yeah, I mean, again, I think if if Ronda and Becky was the main event, yeah, without Charlotte, yeah, yeah, I think Charlotte was was like you know you say they shouldn't have added her. I didn't, I didn't mind it, but I get what you're saying. Like, yo, listen. If you're going back to November with the whole Survivor Series, it should have been um, Ronda and Becky. Then Becky gets hurt. Then it's Charlotte involved. And they trade places so so long. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like she got Charlotte got involved in that in that span, not because of her. It just the circumstances of Becky getting hurt. So like, all right, we're in March, April. You might as well just throw in Charlotte in there to be in this triple threat. Maybe they felt a Ronda Becky might not have gone well i i don't know but they felt charlotte was the the safe person to 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 throw in there the only reason why charlotte should have been in there and i said this going into the show because i'm like why is she in there and i'm thinking to myself the only reason why she has to be in there is to take the losing fall like even if ronda even if ronda retains we know charlotte's not going to win and she didn't thank god but Mm -hmm. only reason why she's in there is to take the losing fall she didn't becky pinned ronda so why not just do the match as it was? You know what I mean? And that looked funny too. That looked real shaky and yeah, shady too. The finish was poop. I mean, they should have just had Becky pin Ronda flat out and then just 
crown Becky, the new champion. I don't know. I just think the match was good. People kind of shit on the match more than they should. I thought it was a pretty good match. I know it was, it was amazing, but mm. it was a pretty good match. Not as good as Kofi and Brian. People were tired. The finish was crap. Um, it, it had to happen like an hour or two earlier. I think people wouldn't feel the way that they do. I mean, like the Rollins and Brock thing was perfect. He thought the show people were white hot up for it at that point. This was like a whole day later, literally a day later. It took place the next day um, because it was after midnight. So, yeah, I don't know. I really just don't think Charlotte was in there. It was, Asuka, you know, was doing great work. She was the champion. Charlotte took the belt from her a week before WrestleMania, and they put Asuka on the goddamn pre-show. Why not just do Charlotte and Asuka too on that show? You know, and then have Asuka avenge that loss from the year earlier, and she beats Charlotte. I just think that would have made more sense. And then have Becky and Ronda do their own thing, because they had been feuding on Twitter for months. I know what you're saying where Charlotte was included. It was incorporated down the road, which was mm-hmm. great. Becky and Charlotte had their own great feud going, too. Um, but the match that everyone wanted to see was Becky and, Ron- Becky and Ronda. And if they had plans to maybe do Becky and Ronda at the next year's Mania or at SummerSlam, cool. They didn't. Ronda was always going to leave after WrestleMania. They knew that for months. They knew that well before they put Charlotte in that spot. Mm-hmm. Knew she wanted to leave to go get pregnant or whatever. Why? I just don't understand why Charlotte was in there if she wasn't going to get pinned. So I thought that yeah. was really- I think... The real quick finish was the way it was because they wanted to. They knew Ronda was going to be out for a while, and maybe at the next WrestleMania, which would have been Tampa, that they would tease. You know, you you didn't really beat me. Whatever bullshit they wanted, they want to spill. Yeah. It wasn't the same finish. We're gonna do this again, but now it's one on one, not no triple threat bullshit. I don't think they would have done that though. I think when Ronda took time off, because obviously her last match was a Mania last year. The rumors regarding her taking time off after Mania had been going all the way back to January. Mm-hmm. So they knew it was January, and she was like, oh, it's not true. And they were fucking true. Of course she's going to say that because she didn't want the, the shit to come out. And, and right. it's obvious, you know. The rumors had been going back to January, okay, that she was going to take time off. The whole thing was, which ended up being accurate, and she has said this herself, so it's not, you know, rumors or speculation, that she wanted to leave to go have a kid, to get pregnant. There is no way that she leaves after Mania, gets pregnant, and then is back for the next WrestleMania. That's, that's literally like Becky Lynch, where she got pregnant like literally right after WrestleMania this year. Albeit that wasn't planned. The, the Ronda one, she would have been like, oh, I'm going to leave and get pregnant, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was ever the idea, oh, she'll be back next year. That's why I always said people like, oh, she'll be back at Survivor Series. Why? I mean, unless she changed her mind about having a kid, which she, she may have, and she could be back soon. I mean, it's been long enough where now it's like, okay, if she's back soon, I get it. But at that point, it's like, okay, she's trying to have a kid. And even if she has the kid, is she going to have the kid and then come back a month later? Like, that's that's questionable. Like, I think people thinking that Becky's going to be back for Mania or out of their mind. She just had the fucking kid like three days ago. Is she going to be back exactly. next week? I mean, it's maybe maybe if Rollins, her husband, or you know, soon-to-be husband, whatever, wasn't on the road. But they're both full-time wrestlers. So, like, who's going to watch the kid? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> have to be disgust <laughs> she like never comes back i think there, i think people like don't really think about that but there's a good chance she never comes back and she just loves being a mom so much that she just never wrestles again which is very very you know very positive a very good chance that happening same thing with ronda rousey so um yeah. i don't think ronda was ever going to come back for this year I don't think Becky's going to be back for next year either. People just don't understand how certain how her certain shit works. And granted, I've never been a mother myself, but I just think looking logistically, that just doesn't make any sense. Right. 
Uh, I think we covered pretty much a lot of these um, WrestleMania so-called main events. And I think you, I think you agree with majority of them. Probably just d- disagree with a slight few, but um, just to get those responses was cool. You know, Twitter's always better when you get the engagement and a lot of people uh, you know, reached out to me. So I, I definitely thank you and appreciate that. Um, definitely a great topic to, to have with you and a, a lot of dialogue. So um, I don't know what they're going to do for this year's WrestleMania. Um, obviously, Roman will be involved and then maybe Goldberg, maybe The Rock. Maybe I have no else, no other idea, but we'll see what they what they do. And then fans, we, we don't know. Um, hopefully, things will change by March or April, whenever WrestleMania is, to, to have some sort of fans to, to do it in a fucking Thunderdome and Tropicana Field or some shit. It's like, oh, God. Like, like me, my mind is like, damn, they're going to have to rumble in this Thunderdome. Like, I thinking damn. that way. You know? I mean, it sucks. <laughs> Hey, listen, my thing is, I, I when I when I heard that that at WrestleVotes account, first of all, they put it like a they put out like a, a an early prediction, not prediction card, but like an early card for Mania next year as far as what's being discussed as of right now. Yeah, um, matches being tossed around, no real big surprises. Edge and Orton again, mm-hmm. Goldberg and Reigns, not surprised. Don't want to see it at WrestleMania, but I'm not surprised. Um, they actually even threw around Drew, Keith Lee, and Brock, Brock which was very interesting. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say was that that same account, like a week or two ago was saying that, oh, there might, they were discussing like right now is a crucial time. Cause it's, they're really discussing now whether there's going to be fans in attendance for the rumble or not. And man, the amount of negative feedback that I saw from people was unbelievable. People were like, oh, how could they be so stupid to let people back on the arena? Like, do people watch fucking sports? Like almost every organization, including the other wrestling company that's on TV right now called AEW has fans in the building. When, when WWE or these insiders say that, Oh, we're contemplating having fans in the building. That's not, that doesn't mean they're going to have 10,000 people in the building. That's not even possible at this point. That wouldn't even be allowed. Even in Florida, that's not going to happen. I don't think Um, if they're going to have fans there, like at WrestleMania, I think there's going to be fans. I think if it's like an 80,000 person arena, maybe they fit in 5,000 socially distanced, wearing masks, blah, blah, blah. I think that's perfect. But for people to lambast this company for being like, oh, wow, how could you have fans? That's so fucking unsafe. Literally almost every other promotion out there, specifically AEW, maybe not every promotion because like Impact's not doing it. Neither is Ring of Honor, but like AEW does it every week. They, they welcome fans into the building every single week. So even 10 fans would be better than no fans. So hopefully we get fans in attendance for the rumble just just some just some reaction to some of the returns if we get any and it's not a complete letdown because that's obviously part of the magic of the pay-per-views i hope kevin owen sees you with his uh this shirt this outfit this uh, oh i will see a picture and send it to him i have to i am i'm gonna have to screenshot this when i'm done (laughs) (laughs) um Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, fan cited Daily DDT. You can find him on Twitter at WrestleRant. Got a new uh, interview out with Goldberg. Go ahead, check that out. Uh, Goldberg and the um, Untold about the streak. I think this this weekend, this Sunday, go ahead, check it out. Um, Graham's, on a, Graham's on a roll now. He's, he's interviewing Hall of Famers. <laughs> uh, he, he got the Nick Carters and the NXT guys and then this guy. Now he's in the Hall of Fame. Hey, got fucking Goldberg, baby. I know you would be a... Uh, Oh, big w- he was a pretty chill dude too. He was very nice. 
Very nice. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on the Cruise Control Podcast Network, also on YouTube, Cruise Control Podcast Network, where, you know, you can uh, watch us talk about all this stuff. Um, shout out to Red Bull for the love and support, as always. And I think that's pretty much it. Me and Grant will try to get back on sometime next week. Talk about the current product uh, before the holidays. Grandma, man, thank you. And I appreciate it. As always. And by the way, if you send a picture of Owens, uh, two Owens of me wearing his shirt, be sure to not tag Goldberg in there and tell him I interviewed him because he's probably oh, sour from when he lost the Universal Championship a couple of years ago. So that's Damn. not a good combination. I'm just going to be like, listen, we did a show today, and it seemed like Graham is a big Kevin Owens fan. That's, that's yeah, all I'm he was nice when I talked to him a couple months ago. So, yeah. well, you, 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 You're talking to the whole roster, so nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> all you need is Vince and Stephanie. Hey, let's, let's, I don't want to get too optimistic here. <laughs> I, would be, I would be the person that's saying, Vince, I love your work. Loved when you won the Royal Rumble, greatest Royal Rumble match of all time. Mm. That's what I would be seeing because you know I love that rumble. I've come here on the show and talked about how exactly. it's a rumble of all time. Um, if you're a fan of the show, go ahead, download, rate, comment, subscribe on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Um, you can find the shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. Go ahead, show some love and support. Grandma, man, thank you, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Randy. I'll talk to you soon. All right.